This is episode 11. Life is better when you're healthy. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Sleek Geeks, it is your fearless leader Ilan here and I'm here with Eric. Eric, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good man, how about you? Excellent, for those of you that don't know, Eric is the co-founder of Sleek Geek and today we are talking about one of my absolute favorite topics. This has been a mantra for the last nine years since I started my journey. This is the reason why I've gone and spent so much of my personal time trying to help people get healthier. This is why Sleek exists. Yeah, this is why Sleek exists. And the mantra is, life is better when you are healthy. Mm. Sounds like an obvious statement, but we're going to unpack that today. And it's such a powerful statement that even celebrity doctor, Dr. Michael Moll, most of you might know him from TV, he's even adopted that now as his mantra on his Instagram account, which I, I feel pretty flattered about. He did credit me. He said he had heard that Sleek Geek guy on a radio interview mention <laughs> it. But it just really shows you the power of that statement. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And you know what? Like, I really, really fundamentally believe that, you know, if you want to be a better person on any level, if mm. you want to be a better person, if you want to be a better partner to your partner, if you want to be a better parent, if you want to be a better employee, if you want to be a better entrepreneur, whatever it is you want to improve in life, you've got to build that foundation on a foundation of health. Mm. And I honestly believe that it'll be very hard to build a successful life and to build longevity and have the energy to do the things you want to do if you don't have health. I definitely agree. I mean, I think every aspect of your life improves when you're healthy. And when you aren't healthy, everything just feels so much harder, so much more difficult, so much less enjoyable when you're unhealthy and we often take our health for granted and only really notice it when it's not there rather than trying to build better and better health every single day and stay healthy. uh, It's very easy to take it for granted. So hopefully after listening to this podcast, you guys will come away with some strategies and some mindsets that will help you focus and remember that life is better when you're healthy. But I think it's also important that we, you know, we, show people that we are qualified to make the statement because sure. both of us know what it's like to be unhealthy. Absolutely. You know, guys, we're not two people who've been healthy our whole lives and read this in a textbook and thought it was a nice thing to say. Mm. At the end of the day, both Eric and I have had our own journeys where we've both been, for the most portion of our life, living an, a very extremely unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. So we know what it's like. And, you know, we've also even asked the community to tell us um, you know, how their lives got better since they're healthy. And we're going to read out some of those quotes later, so stay tuned for that. But Eric and I know firsthand what it is to be unhealthy. And, you know, one of my favorite gurus, Robin Sharma, I was listening mm. to um, a podcast from him the other day, and he made the point about pursuing health and staying fit and staying active. And he said, you know, when you don't have your health, you're going to spend every living minute trying to spend your time, your energy, your resources Get it back. to regain it. Yeah. 
you know, so what we want to do is we want to preempt that. Yeah. And we want to help you guys avoid it. And hopefully, um, you know, what we would like you to do is when I'm making healthy choices, rather than just being alive, I feel alive. Mm. I have vitality. Um, you know, I'm full of energy. When, when I'm not eating well, when I'm not exercising, if I'm sick, if I'm stressed, yeah. then all of a sudden life just seems a little bit heavier. It does. You know, life yeah. just seems a little bit harder. And I, I want to point out that it, it's never too late, you know. Sure. Um, I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, and it's too late now. But like you said, you and I were unhealthy for the majority of our lives. Yep. And it's only recently within the eight, the last eight to 10 years, we've made a significant change in our lifestyle. And now I, I can barely imagine what it was like. I can barely remember what it was like. But I know that when I started my journey, I was living a very small, very timid, very unhappy life. Yeah. You know, I was always uncomfortable. I was always tired. I was always unfit. I could never go out and do stuff that I wanted to do. Anytime someone invited me out to do something, especially if it was active, I always had these doubts and half the time I would never go. Yeah. And I felt like I was missing out on so much of life and I was just really unhappy about it. And that was the, the driving factor behind me getting in, so involved with sleep geek and committing so much of my time and energy to it because I just really, I knew the world needed a place that people could come and they could surround themselves with like-minded people who were trying to improve their life because life is better when you're healthy. I knew that uh, if I could lose some weight, if I could get fitter, if I could get leaner, if I could feel more confident, I would live a much bigger life. I would get more out of life. I would have less regrets later on in life. And it's been absolutely true. Every time I made a little bit of progress, it was so incredibly rewarding to see just how much remarkably better my life became. And Elan, I know you've had a similar journey as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, when I was in my corporate life, literally for over a decade of my life, I was just a chain smoking, junk eating, sedentary workaholic who basically used to work till like three in the morning every day. Mm. Like my entire life was unhealthy. Yeah. I didn't look good. I didn't feel good. You know, I always had pretty girlfriends, but I think I always said, I always just put it down to the fact that I was earning well. Mm. You know, when you live in Joburg, that kind of thing matters. Not so much as when you live in Cape Town. Yeah. You know, a car you drive, what job you have, whatever. And, you know, once what really hurt me was I, I was seeing this beautiful young woman and I found out she cheated on me. And, uh, you know, then a friend like sent me an email that she'd sent, like post the thing and. You know, she just said, you know what, I feel really bad about it, but you know how I feel about those model looking guys, mm. you know, and it made me feel like so bad mm. about myself. And, you know, I wouldn't say that that was the thing that started my journey, but I was very present and very conscious about the fact that I didn't like my body. Mm. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel enough, you know, so I really tried to over excel in the other areas. And I think that's what made me into a workaholic. Yeah. I wasn't living a balanced life. And that caused me a lot of sadness, mm. you know, um, and we've all got our Achilles heel, we've yeah. all got our stuff. And for me, my stuff has always been my tummy. Like when I have a tummy, I feel it. Mm. Like I feel it on my t-shirt. I'm unhappy. When yeah. I don't have a tummy, I'm happy. That's a very physical thing for you. Sure. And look, you know, that's dangerous because, you know, I could, I could, I could have some bad luck and I could end up, uh, you know, in a place where I can't exercise and, and whatever it is. Um, or, you know, as I age. So I also have to learn to be more comfortable with that. But absolutely, like, I mean, I know what it's like to feel um, lethargic, to feel unhappy with life, to feel stressed constantly. 
And this new life, the last nine, the nine years of, of living an active, healthy lifestyle has really just, um, it's just made my life so much better on, on so many different levels. I've seen you become a lot happier. I've seen you become a lot more excited, a lot more adventurous. Yeah, I'm a different person. And yeah. even, you know, I was sitting with a cardiologist the other day um, doing my checkup. And, you know, I chain smoked for 16 years. Mm. And, you know, when you Google on the internet the timeline of, you know, your risk factors, yeah. it's, it seems pretty demoralizing because I've only now stopped for nine years. It seems demoralizing when it says it's going to take you 15 years to have a profile of someone who's never smoked. Yeah. But, you know, even though I've only not smoked for eight or nine years, he said, you know what, everything's perfect. It's great. The fact that you haven't smoked for eight, nine years has stood you in such good stead, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that know, must have given you a lot of peace of mind, right? Absolutely. Just having that test done and being clear. Absolutely. And I mean, recently, like over these last holidays, I'm convinced that I had COVID. Even yeah. though the test came back negative. And I keep thinking to myself, you know what? I believe that everything that I've been doing over the last eight, nine years was possibly what got me through that thing. Absolutely. You know, without any, too many complications. I can't be sure of that, but I do feel much more confident in myself knowing that I'm fit, healthy, and an active person. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know growing up, I used to get sick all the time, literally almost every month or every second month, I would have the cold or the flu or something was wrong with me. And now during this pandemic, I haven't been sick for more than, for almost two years now. Yeah, and incredible. It, it is remarkable. I mean, it, it, it truly has, I think it's a great uh, evidence that, that like how much healthier I am and how much better my life has become. And what's interesting to me is how being healthy can mean different things to different people. Absolutely. And a better life can mean different things to different people as well. Sure. Because for some people, being healthy could mean looking better. Yeah. It could mean feeling better, could have more energy, or a better, um, a better life could have different reasons as well. Like maybe they want to have a better life because they want to be more confident. Yes. Or they want to have a better life because they want more money. Sure. Or they want more... Uh, energy for the children. Exactly. So having a better life and being healthy can mean different things for different people at different times of their lives. And I think it's up to you guys to decide what it means to you. What, what does health look like to you right now? And it might just be being a little bit more healthy than you are right now. Sure. You don't have to be this model of health that's going to live to 100 years old. Absolutely. You could just be a little bit more healthy than you are right now and your life will improve. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's also it's a journey in terms of like life stage, for example. You know, someone like me, I mean, I've got 15 years on you. Yeah. Things like mobility become more important. Yeah, your priorities you know, change. You yeah. know, maybe right now it's more important for me to focus on things like yoga mm. and lifting heavy weights in the gym or probably both. For sure. You know, but like one thing that I will admit during this podcast is over the last eight, nine months since COVID came, I have been, I have had um, a lot of, you know, colds and flus. And I kept asking myself, you know what, you've been living so healthy, you know, you've been exercising, you've been eating well. Why is your immune system not necessarily coping with this. Mm. And what I have realized over this time, which I wasn't cognizant of then, is also the one thing that people tend to forget is the massive impact that stress has on your immune system. Yes. So I realized that I hadn't been managing my stress correctly over mm. the last eight, nine months. And that is now what like one of my big focuses is. I've gone back to doing a lot more meditation. I've gone back to, um, you know, really researching what are the things that I can do to help me relieve my stress? Yeah. Outside of just exercise. So in the past, like your big focus might have been improving your physique, 
getting stronger in the gym, yeah. that kind of thing. Sure. Because that is what a better life and, and healthier look like to you. But now yes. those priorities have changed. Absolutely. And it's also a reminder of, you know, when you aren't able to exercise. Yeah. Or, you know, you aren't, or you're not feeling well, it suddenly does remind you, geez, you know, like, I want to feel that way again. I want to feel vibrant again. I want to feel vital again. I want to, you know, I, love, I, want, I want to stop. I want to stand on the top of a mountain, mm. you know, and shout. Like, to me, that is like... If you're invigorated, then, exactly, yeah, for that, sure. That's, to me, what that looks like. I think it looks different to each person, yes. depending on their circumstances. So why don't we find out from the community what they think yeah, life that's, is that's better a like great, they're healthy? Yeah, I mean, that's a great... You know, like I said before, we got... We asked on, on our Facebook group, for people to post about you know how has their life improved since they got healthy and you know what we got so many responses but because we only have a certain amount of time on this podcast we had to just hand pick a handful yeah so we can read out some of those to you guys um but you know thank you to the community for the responses um so i'll start with you know bianca van royen said uh, since my husband joined me on the health journey we've become so much closer as a couple and as a family the whole family is getting outdoors and active and just loving every second of our new and improved lives. Now, I love that. Nice. You know, for me, Sleek Geek, it's always been about, you know, to me, health's a family affair. Absolutely. The whole idea, even though we don't have kids in the group, the whole idea is that, you know, kids do what parents do, not what they say. Mm. So the whole idea, if you're a parent listening to this, is to be an example to your children. And I love it when it filters through. So I like that. I think even if you don't have a family, I think, Health and fitness should be a community kind of an orientated thing. It should not be something you just do yes. in isolation. Um, You're rubbing off on the people around you. Exactly. So, so when you are health and healthy and fit, you you kind of making the world a better place. Like you can show up better for other people in your lives. So even if you aren't that motivated by improving your own life, yes. Just know that by improving your own life, you can then improve others. You can help them better. As I say, you can't pour for an empty cup. Yes. So if you're trying to look after someone or trying to help someone, you need to take care of yourself first, even if you don't believe your health is as much of a priority as it should be. I, I think that's a great point. And I hadn't even thought about it that way because, you know, when I, when I say life is better when you're healthy, I always think of it on an individual level. Mm. But, you know, it is actually on a collective level too. Yeah. You know, when more people in the community are healthy, it's likely that more people will be healthy. Absolutely. In the same way, like, you know, like if you take corporate wellness programs, yeah. you know, if, if, if there's more of a shift or more of a priority on wellness in a company, the more people that are well and healthy, the chances are that's going to rub off yeah. on other people. In it's society. a culture. It's a culture shift, you know, and that happens in a, in a company on a big scale. Yeah. In, in a country, even if you look at like certain countries, like especially the European countries, a lot more health conscious about how they exercise and sure. things like that. Uh, but they're also, <clears throat> sorry, smaller scale, like in your household, when you're a direct community. Absolutely. Um, okay, so the next one's from Sarah. She said, people started treating me better, respecting me more. There is a relationship between how much respect you give yourself and how much others can see that you deserve the respect. My confidence grew, directly combating my insecurities. I know when I am doing my best, this alone gives me peace. I also learned that it's not just about my weight, it's about how I feel in my body. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really, I think that's powerful because it comes down to self-respect. Yes. And, you know, I really do find that the world mirrors you. Yeah. You know, that that, that, that expression, you know, you smile at the world, the world smiles back at you. Mm. So I think the world tends to mirror. I mean, I'm not one of those people who necessarily believes in things like the secret or whatever it is, but like 
the world does tend to mirror what you put out into the world. For sure. so if you're feeling confident, if you're feeling self-assured, if you feel, if you have self-respect, that's more likely what you're teaching people how to treat you. Yeah, you have to change yourself first. You know, you have to be the one who's willing to change and improve. And uh, I think it's just really amazing that she's, she's identified that for herself. And I love that this actually points out that I know when I am doing my best, this alone gives me peace. Yes. And I'm a strong believer that I believe in action, like someone actually called Tom Bowie always says, it says this all the time, says action cures all. And the fact that just taking action will improve a situation. It'll make you feel more in control and make you feel better. Even if you aren't the fittest or the healthiest person, maybe you still have 30 kilograms to lose. Yeah. But if you're just making progress and you're taking action, you'll feel so much better about yourself. Tony Robbins says the same. Like, I mean, basically, even if it's the wrong action, just take action and then you'll find out and you'll course correct. But it's Absolutely. better than just staying in one place. Absolutely. Not doing the same thing. And I also, you know, when I come to the end of a work day or a day or anything like that, even if the day hasn't gone as well as I'd like to, I always ask myself that I do the best that I could today. Nice. And if the answer is yes, then I'm cool. Yeah. If it's no, then I figure out, okay, how am I going to improve that tomorrow? Mm. So I like that. And but I you also, only learn by trying, by actually doing something. Exactly. And I also like the fact that she's pointed out that it's not about my weight. It's about how I feel in my body. And probably she'll cement in her mind as well, emotionally. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're emotional beings. Absolutely. So, like, I think that that is, like, an, another really important point is when people come along, um, they think they just want to lose some weight. Yeah. But she's starting to realize that this is not just about the weight. It's Absolutely. about all. It's about how she feels about herself and how she feels in her body. So, and I know, I know when I'm active, I, I even if there hasn't been, like, I haven't lost weight or I haven't gained muscle, I feel strong and I feel fit and I feel more in tune with my body. Like, physically, like, I can yeah. feel the muscles there better. And I know my emotions and my headspace is better. There's something about exercise that just gives me energy, gives me confidence, gives me that, like, zest, you know? Yeah. Like, you finish a workout, oh, you feel good. Like, you, you've done something You've done something good. You've accomplished something. Exactly. I also feel exactly like, you, you know, it's, it's really empowering if you do something you say you're going to do. Yeah. If you keep saying, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym, and you don't go, every time you don't go, you feel more and more and more bad about yourself. You kind of build an you identity. Know? Yeah. I'm the kind of person who doesn't go to the gym, or I'm the kind of person who does go to the gym. Absolutely. So we'll go to the next one from Fallon. Fallon uh, Phyllison says... Being healthy and fit actually gives you more energy. I agree with that. You're comfortable, you have energy, and generally feel happier. When you exercise, you have an endorphin drive, and when you eat healthy, you look good. You just see the magic when you do both. A big, th a big thing for me is to exercise daily. That is my time, and it's a big stress reliever. Nice. I think that's really great. I mean, I, I agree 100% about that. Being fit and healthy does give you more energy. To it actually out. builds a lot on what we discussed with Sarah. You know, just actually doing the exercise, it makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. It, it's a big stress reliever. Yeah. And you just feel like you're more of a fitter and healthier and active person. Yeah, and I like the fact that she's stressed that it's my time and it's a stress reliever. Mm. I mean, I've got a client that I'm coaching at the moment who's in the, in the Netherlands. And this woman has got, a, you know, she's got kids. She's got work going on. They're moving house. They're doing renovations. She's got a million things going on. She's got more excuses than most people listening to this podcast not to exercise each yeah. day. But she was saying to me on our coaching call the other day that no matter what happens, 
that hour where she goes and exercises with a friend of hers, that's her time. Because mm. all her other time is given to the family. Absolutely. That, that is her time and it's non-negotiable and she does it. And I was like, wow, you know, like that is, I was, I was so impressed. And I think she gets the whole concept that you can't pour from empty cup. Exactly. And she knows she's got all these responsibilities, but if she doesn't do this, she's not going to be able to meet those responsibilities as well as she should be. Yeah, it's a whole analogy. I mean, like you wouldn't put, you wouldn't not put gas in your car. Yeah. You know, like got to fill up. What happened to your car if you don't put gas in your car? Yeah. So basically, you know, each person's got to find their way to fill up. Somebody it might be a hard, sweaty workout. Mm. Somebody it might be, you know, closing their eyes and and and, and meditating for half an hour or whatever. It's different for everyone, but you've got to recharge. And I think that's critical. The perspective matters here as well. Because you know, some people they see things like exercise or eating healthily as a punishment. Sure. And in which case of course, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. If you, if you see these things as like something you should do, something you have to do, something that you're a bad person if you don't do, like that's not a great way to look at this kind of thing. Absolutely. If you can change your mindset and focus on the fact that life is better when you're healthy, every time you eat a good healthy meal, every time you go for a workout, it's improving your life. It's making your life better. It's moving you closer towards the ideal life that you want to live. And I think that is a, a really big mindset shift that a lot of people still need to make. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the point that you made is, is, you know, some people think that, okay, it's an all or nothing approach where to be healthy, I need to go and train really hard every day yeah. and I need to eat perfectly. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. But what you actually need to do is you only need to make small improvements. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was doing some research in advance of this podcast and, you know, I don't want to quote too many stats, but I found some stats which are really interesting, yeah, which illustrate this point. And the whole point is that in terms of exercise, what they found is as little as 11 minutes a day can add years to your life. Wow. Okay. So you don't have to go and spend 90 minutes in the gym going crazy. You know, and, you know, let's take eating fresh fruits and vegetables. They also said that every 66 grams that you increase in daily fruit and vegetables can associate a 25% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And 66 grams is nothing, eh? Exactly. So you see, this is the point that I'm making, is it's worth trying, you know, in trying to build a balanced lifestyle, mm. it's worth trying to just always, we talk about being 1% better. Yes. You know, so guys, it's not all or nothing. You don't have to be an Olympic athlete. You don't have to never eat a chocolate ever again. You know, yeah. I mean, actually, Precision Nutrition, the guys whose system that we coach at the moment... Um, they did an article where, you know, they were talking about how much health, healthy nutrition do you need to eat to be healthy, etc. Yes. And, you know, what came out in the, in the findings in the study was, of course, you need a high level of your diet to be whole foods and nutritious. Mm. But there is some space, you know, for a little bit of foods that is not the healthiest for you. Mm. It's not going to necessarily destroy your longevity yeah. or take years of your life. There is a little bit of space, absolutely. Um, you know, for those things. I mean, you actually sent me an article um, the other day about uh, blue zones, mm. which was about they were trying to identify why in certain places in the world do people live longer. Yeah, and they try to come up with all different correlations of what possible reasons could be. Absolutely. And I saw yeah. in the one community, I don't know if it was uh, I can't remember exactly which community it was, but like they, they had a moderate amount of alcohol in their diet. Yeah. You know, which is not something Sounds like the Italians. Would, yeah, it's not <laughs> something we would I think it was some in the Greek Isles. Yeah. But I mean it's not something we would necessarily prescribe. Yeah. Um but it's just to show you guys that you don't have to live a perfect lifestyle. Mm. You just have to try you know for me it's about general principles because you're like what is health? 
you know, as we've said, it's different things for different people, yeah. different approaches for different people. Yeah. But I think if I were going to outline it for someone, um, because we know that it can be quite controversial, different diets and different mm. practices. But, you know, for me, it just comes down to a few key categories, which are very generalized. And, you know, that's for me, is just eating as much whole and nutrient-dense food as possible. Mm. Okay, it doesn't have to be everything. Sleeping well, you know, mm. getting enough rest and restoration. Managing your mental health, which is something I'm now focusing a lot more on. I hadn't put enough, I didn't even realize how important it is until I experienced it myself. So managing your mental health and, and connection with others was another huge thing that came up in that Blue Zone study. Yeah, yeah in yeah. fact, just to double back on that, like yeah. you mentioned alcohol, but if you actually look at what the research says, they said the people who consumed one two glass of, of alcohol a day and that caused them to live longer, when they actually looked at it, they, looked, they found that people were consuming that alcohol in a community setting. They were using it to build relationships, build a sense of belonging, yeah. and they were actually taking that time as a way to help them connect with others yeah so it may not necessarily have been the alcohol itself that prolonged their life sure but it's the, the very close connection and sense of community that they had yeah. as a result and also a feeling of well-being exactly so for example you know you could take person a they have a glass of wine at dinner and they feel mm, this is wonderful mm. you know it's relaxing me or person b they have a glass of, of wine at dinner and it causes them stress and guilt oh, I'm so upset. stupid why did i do that, that again that again I, I promised myself I wasn't going to have alcohol. Well, they're sitting know. alone in their room drinking by themselves. Just the reaction to it yes, can have true. a whole different body, like on your physiology. Yes. Whole, you know, our, our mind is very, very strong in terms of how it affects our physiology. And then, you know, moving as much as possible. And that's different things for different people. For yeah. some people who are restricted with movement, you know, it might be a little bit of movement. For some people, it's, it's a lot of movement. Actually, you know, you can even have too much movement. Yeah. So, um, and then the last thing was just, you know, restricting or eliminating drugs. You know, things like too much nicotine, obviously the hardest stuff, and also, you know, alcohol, too yeah. much alcohol. Those kind of things are also things which are known to shorten lifespan. So those would be some broad categories. Should we maybe go back to one of the other quotes? Maybe you want to read what Kim said. Yeah, for sure. So, so Kim said, I stopped taking chronic medication after my fitness levels increased. Eating better and working out six days a week has led to not one hospital trip in a year for breathing. When I used to go about five times a year. So I am no longer considered chronic asthmatic, just mild. All that from doing exercise. That's amazing, Kim. Well done. And I know you've been working really hard. You've been in sticky for a long time. And it's been great to watch your journey over the past few years. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's really great to see how people can go from having what are serious health conditions yeah. to more mild health conditions. Absolutely. We've seen that with a lot of people in the community with blood pressure, um, pain, so many all sorts, things, of, yeah. all sorts of things being relieved. Uh, guys, if you hear that noise in the background, we don't own a private helicopter <laughs> that's just landed. I think it's... Uh, it's garden service across the road. There's people uh, weed-eating the lawn, so please just bear with us on that because we don't we want to keep up the momentum. So well done to Kim. Yeah, I see she's been posting a lot in the group um, about her runs, etc. And yeah, I mean, you know, one of the other points that I came up with was you can save money. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that some, you know, you, can sa you save money, you can save, like if she's making five less trips to the hospital each year, that's a whole lot of money that's adding up. There's a reason you know? Discovery has, is pushing vitality so hard. They know that people who are healthier, who are more active will live longer and will have less health issues and cause, cause them less expensive. Exactly. Insurers, health insurers have that data. They have their actuaries. You know, they know like that being healthier is it's the truth. They're willing to put like millions and millions of rand behind it because it's the truth. 
yeah, you know, we all have that auntie who chain smoked and lived till 99. And we use that as an example. But, you know, and we all, we all have that example of someone who was really fit and healthy and then just one day. Had a heart attack at 21 running attack. a marathon. But you know what? Those are like severe outliers. Yeah. Those are severe outliers. I mean, if you look at all of the data, I mean, we don't want to sit here and quote you. You can go and Google it. We want to quote your stats till you're blue in the face. But at the end of the day, when you look at all the data, mm. it all it all goes to show that most of the things that cause illness and death and diminishment of quality of life for people later in life are lifestyle related. Yeah. You know, lifestyle interventions can really save you a lot of pain and suffering and expense in the future. And I like what you said to me the other day. You said that, you know, being fit and healthy is almost like an insurance against bad events happening. And even earlier in this podcast, you mentioned that had you not built such a foundation of health over the past few years, who knows what would have happened to you if you had indeed caught COVID. Sure. And I think a pandemic like this is, it really highlights the need to have healthy habits because it, it will help mitigate any kind of suffering that you do get as a result. It'll make you less likely to fall sick. It'll, it'll help you handle stress better. It'll, it'll give you more energy to deal with the challenges, more outlets to get rid of your stress. Sure. Look, I mean, I honestly think that if I'd carried on with the lifestyle I was living pre-Sleep Geek, I probably would have had a heart attack by now. Yeah. You know, if I would have carried on chain smoking, only eating badly, like I'd probably be way bigger. I would have gotten much bigger than I was. Mm. And I'd probably be very miserable. Yeah. Um, and I might even be in a relationship that doesn't make me happy because I thought that that's all I deserved. Yeah. You know, like these are obviously just hypotheses. Absolutely. But the point is, is that like my life has changed remarkably. And that's why, it's, that's why we've created Sleek Geek. And that's why Eric and I are so passionate about it is because, you know, I think the greatest thing that you can do if you get a gift in life is to share it. Yes. And, you know, we want to share with as much people as possible that life is better when you're healthy. And that's why we read you some of these examples from the community, because it's not just, you know, standing on a podium saying, you know, you know, like it's it's actual physical examples. Guys, we've got so many responses. We just don't have time to read them. But what we've seen in the community over the last few years, how many people have, have given us personal accounts and testimonials about how Countless. so many aspects of their life. And sometimes yeah. it's actually aspects that they didn't even uh, think of. Yes. You know, they suddenly got opportunities to do things they couldn't do. Suddenly somebody went up Kilimanjaro. Now that would never, ever have been in their, um, you know, in their mind's eye. For sure. And, There's so uh, many unexpected benefits to being healthy. Uh, you'll, you'll continuously be surprised as you go along this journey. And it, it could be as small as being able to fly in an airplane without having to ask for a seatbelt extender. Exactly. Or being able to buy clothes at your favorite shop now. Exactly. Or something yeah. like that. Like you never really know how your life is going to improve when you're healthy, but I can guarantee you that it will. And even just more confidence might attract the right partner or whatever it is, or the right job, whatever it is. Let's see what Natalie says. Natalie says from being, uh, Natalie Lazarus says from being pre-diabetic and having trouble walking up the stairs or playing with my youngest to normal blood sugar levels and walking my child to school every day and introducing healthy and enjoyable meals to the family. Nice. Once again, I love that. I love the fact that it's, it's filtering through to the family. I love the fact that it's filtering through to her quality of life and the relationship she has with the kids. Mm. She feels probably quite proud that she's setting an example. And, you know, she's gone from being pre-diabetic 
to to having normal blood sugar. And, and you know, have, have you noticed that like not one of these people have mentioned my life is better because I lost 10 kilograms exactly. or my life is better because I can now fit into a size 32 rather than a size 34. Exactly. Like every single one of them, it's all about the, the deep, meaningful whys and the, the meaningful like impacts behind all those kind of progress indicators. Like what does losing weight mean to these people? What yeah. does being fitter mean to them? What does, you know, Absolutely. being healthier actually mean to them? It's so much more than just numbers on the scale or the size of your clothes and things like that. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really, really good observation that you made. I mean, obviously there's perks to looking good. Sure. You know, we all know that, but, but, but like we said, um, no one answered, nah, I look hot on the beach. You know, that didn't come up, mm. you know, all these, all these other things are emotional connections to people's life experiences. Yeah. So, you know, I really think that, um, you know, this is just one of those things where you can't really argue against it. Mm. Um, and the, the benefits are, are just multiple. And I think a lot of us also got to be, a lot of it for me is just about taking control of your life. Yeah. A lot of people I think who are living an unhealthy life might feel that they are, you know, not in control yes. of their destiny because it is one of those things. So for example, you know, um, when you, when you look at, if you imagine a triangle, mm. you know, as humans, when you're trying to manage stress, or whatever it is, there's three different areas. Okay. There's things that are in your control, yeah. totally in your control. There's things that are sort of, you know, you can influence mm -hmm. um, that are, and there's things that are totally out of your control, which are like acts of God, the weather, right. et cetera. You know, you can influence how, um, you know, certain things happen, but what is absolutely in your control is what you eat or whether you go and exercise or whether you do, you know, whether you go to bed at a certain time. Yeah, and your perspective so, in general on life, yeah. So all, all of these things are, are luckily, um, you know, you're obviously not in control of your genetics. Um, you, you might have some influence on how they express themselves. Yeah. That would be on the other end of the quadrant. Yeah. But I would say focus on what you can control and you can control the inputs into your healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I think that's completely true. Like, I mean, they, we have so much more control than we think we do. And very often just about getting out of our own way and actually believing that we can improve or we can make change. And something I want to leave you with is that being healthy does not necessarily always mean adding in more things into your life. Yes. If you often think, oh, I've got to eat more veggies, I've got to do more exercise, I've got to sleep more, I've got to do this more, I've got to do that more. It can also mean doing less of the stuff that's harming you. You know, it could be eating less bad food. Like your diet could stay completely the same, but you could just eat a little bit less bad food, a little bit less unhealthy if you put it that way. Or it might just be being a little bit less sedentary. So maybe watching a little bit less TV because the, the way the way our, our, our world and our lifestyles work is if you want to say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Absolutely. And sometimes it's difficult to say yes to eating health more healthily or doing more exercise if you haven't had to say no to something else first. Like you Absolutely. might say, like, I've got no time to exercise right now. Okay, so what can you say no to to create more time? Okay, yeah. maybe you've got to say no to television. Yeah, it's I mean, always a trade-off. Or you're going to say no to this or social media or that or whatever it is. So if you're struggling to add more things in, then look at what you can take away first to make your life better. Work from both ends of the spectrum, from the, the good side and the bad side and see how you can bring them more together. Sure. And I think, you know, for anyone listening right now, it might be worthwhile for you just to, you know, close your eyes, even at the end of this podcast, or just close your eyes for a minute, you can pause it. And, you know, if you feel right now that you're stuck in your life and unhealthy, try and imagine what your life could look like 
if you were fitter and healthier and more active, you know, what could that possibly bring to your life? And is that worth pursuing? Because mm. it is definitely within your control and within your power. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't say that flippantly, guys, because, you know, we've seen enough on this journey to know that it has a lot to do with your mindset. Yeah. And it's not as simple as, oh, well, just, you know, just do it. Or, yeah. you know, that person, they just, we understand that, you know, when it comes to emotional eating, when it comes to having um, lived a certain lifestyle for a long time, this is not something that is just an easy thing to do. You know, um, but the point is, is that there is a roadmap and there is a path. And if you're willing to put in the time and the energy and take the steps day by day, it is doable for you. I think, I mean, I think most people underestimate how much they can change and how much they can improve. Sure. And an easy way to do it, just look at yourself as in high school. How different were you back then? Like you're probably a completely different person to who you are now. Sure. Now, sure, that's an extreme example, but... You, you can change and you will change. Like you actually, change is inevitable. Yes. So you may as well make it the right kind of change. You may as well choose what changes you want to make in your life than let them be made for you by default, by your environment and the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. But I really, yeah, I just wanted to stress the point that I'm not sitting here on a podium saying, you know what, just eat better tomorrow, start exercising, your life's going to change because it is, it is hard. Um, and it's harder for some people than others based on the patterns that they've been in. Mm. You know, you take something like intuitive eating. Yeah. You know, um, and there's a, there's a debate on social media around, you know, intuitive eating because, for example, for someone who's been their whole life obese and eating unhealthily, mm. and if you say to them, just, you know, be intuitive about your eating, you know, they... Just listen my, to your body. Yeah, just listen to your body. Like they, my body's telling me to eat a pack of Oreos right now. My body's telling me to sell a pizza, yeah. you know, because that's... So exactly, so statements like that aren't necessarily helpful. Yeah. In the same way, things like, oh, it's just calories in, calories out, or, you know, that is not helpful to everybody. Yeah. Yes, scientifically, some of those statements might be true, but we understand that it's, it's not necessarily always helpful. I think a great strategy to use here is just try get 1% better. Like identify areas that you want to improve yes, and so how can you get 1% better tomorrow? Um... You know, the way I like to think about it is like every time you go to the gym and do a workout, you become 1% more of a gym goer. Every time you drink alcohol, you become 1% more of an alcoholic. Whatever, whatever you want to use, like just imagine every time you do this certain action, you become 1% more of that kind of person. And if you just follow that step, just one action, take it day by day, you'll find that it all really does add up over time to phenomenal results if sure. you are consistent with it. Yeah, and I mean, the, the last point that I would make is, you know, it's a fluid and a cyclical thing. Mm. You know, ultimately, if you had a bad, you know, over, let's say over the holiday period, you, you suddenly, you know, you were eating healthy before then, over the holiday period, you really ate badly and you drank and you did everything wrong. You know, it doesn't mean that you've just destroyed your health. It doesn't mm. mean that you've taken years um, off, you know, off your life and your longevity. So we do go through phases. It just means that change. you need to get back to your healthy habits because ultimately in the end of, of the day, when it comes to the final reckoning, it will be a sum of the parts. Mm. But all I'm saying is if you blew it for a short period, don't, you know, don't let that, um, you know, don't slash the other tires. Just get back onto your healthy habits and build those up over time. Cool. I hope you guys uh, took a whole lot out of that. Just want to remind you guys, life is better when you're healthy. Yeah. Eric and I have experienced this. Thousands of our people in our community have experienced this. We've witnessed it for ourselves. Um, we know it's not easy, but I can tell you what, 
it is worth it. And once you start to reap the benefits, it gets easier and easier because, you know, your life is just better.